Hey guys, welcome. This is Miguel Esparza. Miguel Esparza. Miguelito. Miguelón. However you want to call me. Welcome. Bienvenidos. Esta es Mi Vida en la Radio. My Radio Life. All right. Well, welcome. My name is Miguel Esparza. And you know, I've been thinking about this about for a good three years, starting a podcast. And in realidad, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, and then I started digging in the past couple of weeks and something actually opened up my eyes, which which was a YouTube video that I posted about two years ago. And just so you know who I am, well, I'm born and raised in Chicago. Soy de padre mexicano y mi mamá boricua. So I'm half and half. Uh, well, I'm, I think I have the best of three worlds, Mexico, Puerto Rico, and the United States of America, Chicago, Illinois being my hometown. So I was uh, kind of like brainstorming. What do I want to do? What, what, you know, what, what is my podcast going to be about? What can I do that can inspire people or just entertain you in general? So <laughs> I was thinking and I was like, you know what? Vamos a, first of all, you know, I'm going to introduce myself and let you know what I do and what I've done throughout my my career, but also like I was going back to that video that I posted about two years ago, and it was a video that uh, was named top three questions I get when people find out I'm half Mexican and half Puerto Rican. A lot of people don't didn't know that of me. Um, a lot of people only knew me as Mexican, which when they heard me with my Puerto Rican accent, they, it was a shock to them, you know. So it was, it was, it, it's something pretty funny that when it happens, it happens. And and, and for the most part, um, if I'm speaking Spanish, te estoy hablando con un acento mexicano. And unless I'm around other Puerto Ricans or someone from Cuba, from Venezuela, like the accent just automatically comes out. It, it's it's an amazing thing. In casa, you know, when I'm talking to my mom, uh, it definitely that's that's the accent that I'll have. Um, but anyway, so a little bit about me. Once again, born and raised in Chicago, the west side of Chicago, rough, rough uh, side of the neighborhood, rough side of the city, rough neighborhood. Um, I went to Wells High School in Chicago, Illinois. I went to uh, grammar school was Morton Career Academy. I also lived in Puerto Rico during grammar school. I think it was like third grade. Puerto Rico and it was it was a, a beautiful experience it was it was something you know that I I guess that I never thought I would enjoy but it was it was something very very um, different than than what we experienced here in school so I enjoyed it a lot but anyway um let's see I sing that's one of the things that I love to do and when I was searching to see what I was gonna do with my life I said well you know, I guess we've all gone through that unless you're like one of those people that have in in their head, like from the age, I don't know, like a very young age, you know what you want to do in life. You know what you want to be. You know you want to go to college and what you want to do. Yo no, I, I wasn't that person. I was I was the different person. I was that guy that, you know, I, I didn't know. I was lost, completely lost. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and lost, I don't say in the sense of, you know, being on the streets or none of that. I enjoyed playing basketball, which kept me away from streets. I was never 
enticed to it if you can say it and call it like that i I never was attracted to to being violent (laughs) or none of that you know because growing up in chicago was rough i saw a lot of things and and you know but i stayed away from it um but i did know that i loved to sing so 1994 was a very special time for me because my father uh he had a friend whose brother-in-law played in a very famous mexican band called banda machos that in that time it was one of the biggest bands around you know so it was pretty cool that he knew him and he invited him he asked my dad if he can go and drive them to oklahoma for a concert because the guy that played in the band wanted to stay longer with the family because the band was going to go ahead of time so my father was like hey you want to go with i was like yeah of course i'll go with i wasn't expecting anything but the moment I got there, if, if you're not familiar with Banda Machos, but if you are, you know what I'm talking about. They're, they're characters. But if you're not, I want you to Google them right now and check out Banda Machos, like what they wear, you know. So I'm a, I don't know, I was what, probably 12 years old, I want to say, something along those lines. And we get there <laughs> and uh, we get into the elevator and these guys are dressed, they're, you know, they're, these guys from the band they're in the elevator too. But I mean, it was like, whoa, like they were superheroes because they were dressed with their gabardinas, sus botas, sombrero. Like it was, it was real cool. They take us, uh, we go to the hotel room. Um, then we go to the concert. They take us straight backstage. We were like VIPs. Like this was pretty cool. So we go backstage. I didn't know what to expect. You know, I, like I said, I, I was, I was younger. I've always enjoyed music. I was a huge, I've always been a huge um, oldies fan, oldies music, 50s and 60s, 70s, of course. But I don't know. It was nothing. It was never in my mind that I wanted to sing. So um, after that experience, we go to the concert and it was just amazing. It was unbelievable. Um, That really showed me what I wanted to do in my life. I wanted to sing for the rest of my life. I knew that wasn't going to be easy or you know i don't know if that was something that i could possibly do but i started getting more and more and more into music as the years uh, went by so back to where i'm trying to figure out what i'm going to do with my life my dad had a grocery store and my job was i was i was managing that store you know i was taking care of the store while they were out and about doing whatever they had to do um and then one night, I'm watching a commercial. I'm watching late night TV. A commercial comes on for a uh, broadcasting school in Illinois. I was like, "Ooh, you know, that that's interesting," because my idea right off the bat was, "Well, if I get into radio, well, I can possibly become a singer, right? I can become famous." <laughs> but um, so anyway, I I go, and in that time. You had to log on into, you had to go disconnect the phone um, and you had to log on into the internet and wait for it to connect. I'm not that old, but that was 2001. So we still didn't have, you know, this high speed internet. We had that dial up still. You've got mail. Have you ever heard that? You know, that's that's the time. So, um, yeah, so I, I log on, I register. Next day they call me. Oh, if you want to come and check out the school. I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I'm going to check it out. I, I definitely want to do that. And and um, I went, recorded some stuff, and they brainwash you like there's no tomorrow. 
oh man, you're the future of radio and, and, and you believe it, you know, <laughs> you believe it. You're like, wow, you know, probably am the future of radio. You know, let me, let me go and check this out. So I did, um, I enrolled, my father helped me pay for it. And, um, it was a nine month course that you had to take. And, and right away I, I started excelling in class and, and because I really wanted it. I really, did enjoy it. I really did. And, and, and I really wanted it. So I was doing everything that I was asked, you know, poniéndole ganas, no? And, and, and so little by little, it was like, okay, this is getting, you know, better and better and I'm enjoying it more. And so then it was time to find an internship because, you know, they obviously, they say they want to place you and, and find a job for you and, and whatnot. Um, For me, it was like, okay, I, I only want to work at one specific radio station. That was a radio station that I really loved. I, I was always listening to that radio station, a Spanish Mexican station, Mexican regional Mexican format. And I was like, si no es ahí, no lo quiero anywhere else. I don't want to do it, you know? So, <laughs> so I submitted my resume to that. You know, they provide you with a phone number and, and who to contact submitted my resume they tell you you got to follow up and so i'm calling you know and nobody's answering <laughs> they never answered my call and so i was just real upset you know but then sent it one last time followed up again and they answered they said well can you come in for an interview tomorrow so i was like yeah absolutely this tomorrow was a friday walk in get interviewed and then um all of a sudden you know um they're like well when can you start I said, if you need me to start now, I'll start right now. You know, this is, I, I really want to start and I really want to do this. So, okay, so we have an event tomorrow. Would you be interested in starting tomorrow? I said, absolutely. You know, you tell me what time, where do I got to be, where, you know, tell me what location, what do I have to do? And I'm there. So it was cool because going back to the same deal, you know, it was music. It was an event. It was an Easter event at a park in Chicago called Petrosky Park. And it was a an event with a band called Banda Cuisillos, another one of my favorite bands. So it was like pretty cool because I was like, man, you know, I get to work with these bands, you know? So, and I like this because at the end of the day, guess what I want to do? I want to sing, I want to perform, I want to be a singer, right? But I also want to be able to be successful in radio. So I started as a promotions intern. And this was back in April. Okay, so April, I start as an intern. I complete my hours. But then I tell my manager, I said, look, you know, I really want to be here. Can I please stay and work for free until I can find a way to get hired? My manager at the time, Arturo Jaramillo, already buddy. I sent him a shout out um, that I still know him to this day. And he's a great friend. He said, yes, you can stay. Hey, who doesn't want free labor, right? So I stayed and I worked so hard. You know, I was always doing something. I was always making sure that I was being active and I was I was helping any way that I could. One day I said, okay, this is the time. I have to do this. Tengo que armarme de valor. I got I to build up all that courage and, and go and ask the program director. At the time, the program director was Margarita Vasquez, which I also, to this day, am in contact with her. And, you know, she was amazing because I, everyone said, you know, she's, she's a tough one, you know. So I'm afraid, you know, I'm a young kid. I'm 21 years old at the time. 
And I was like, man, you know, and you're not so young, but still, you know, new into this world. And uh, so I'm afraid, you know, I'm, I'm shaking, I'm trembling. I walk to her office on the way to the office. I'm praying, I'm, God, please, you know, have her be in a good mood, have her like really neat. You know, I was just so nervous. So I, I knock and, and I walk in. And I introduce myself and I say, hi, you know, soy Miguel. I don't know if you ever, you know, I work in promotions. And she was like, I know who you are. She's like, I've seen you. I've seen what you do and, and how active you always are. And for me, that was cool. You know, I was like, wow, you know, that that's that's pretty cool that she actually noticed what I was doing. And I said, well, you know, the reason I come here is because I really want to ask you if there's a position, a possibility of getting into programming, the programming direct, uh, uh, department, because right now I'm in promotions, obviously, as an intern. But I really want to get into promotions because at one at some point I want to be on air. And she says, well, you know, I'm actually looking for somebody to board up weekends overnight. Are you interested? Dude, like for me, la mejor respuesta, like this was the best answer ever. Like this was like wow you know absolutely yes overnight that's okay i don't need to sleep like i didn't sleep anyway i was watching late night tv you know so absolutely i, I was like yes yes absolutely she's like okay well i'm gonna have you come into to train next week on a saturday train and 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 then you know we'll get you a couple of sessions and then we could leave you on your own man i'll tell you that was just an amazing feeling it was just amazing to think that I was on the door, knocking on the door of my dream. So <laughs> it was cool because I get there the Saturday of training and nobody's opening the door. Like nobody's opening the door. So there was a back door that I knew of because obviously I worked in promotions and the promotions department was in the back. And there was a restroom close to that back door that usually the honor DJs would use so that they didn't have to leave the office and go to the other restroom. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to camp outside this door because I know that eventually they're going to come to the restroom because I didn't have their phone numbers. I didn't have the, my then was going to be my boss. I didn't have her phone number. I didn't have the studio number. I didn't have anything, you know, so it was just like, man, you know, I'm here. They're going to think that I didn't show up. So, yes, a couple of minutes, and I hear the, the bathroom door. I was like, yes. You know, so I'm knocking on that door, da, 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 knocking on the door. And so it was two sisters, the ones that were there on air. And so they're like, why is somebody knocking on this door, you know? So I start like, hey, open up. You know, I got to be here for training. So, the, this, you know, they open the door. They're laughing because, you know, they didn't expect me to be outside that door. So it's... uh that's how my, how it started i trained it was cool you know i trained i think like two weeks uh, of training it was cool then i was on my own and then it was time after a couple of weeks that i was like okay i gotta make my move you know at some point i i have to ask her you know if there's a possibility of going on air so one weekend instead of working overnight she had me work that 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. shift and um, it was just obviously I was just there babysitting the computer and the commercials so she called me and she's like Miguel how are you doing is everything okay I said yes 
y aproveché. That's when I saw my, my opportunity and I said, okay, is there a possibility being that it's a morning shift that I can jump in and say the time and the weather maybe? And she's like, wow, you know, nunca te escuchado. I don't know what you sound like. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can. And, I, and here I go. I was like selling myself. I was like, I promise you, just give me this opportunity. I won't let you down. You know, and, and, and here I am, you know, just selling myself. I, I, you won't, you know, no te vas a arrepentir. Like, this is going to be good. So she's like, okay, I'm going to be listening. And when she said, I'm going to be listening. Oh, man. That's when, man. That's when I started shaking, you know, because I'm like, okay, so she's going to listen now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, that's it. I'm screwed, you know. ¿Qué, qué más piensa uno en ese momento? I'm like, dude, like, what am I going to do? What if I, I, I screw up? What if I, you know, all the what ifs go through your mind. And I start shaking and my hands are sweating. And, and so here I go. It's time to go on air. I'm ready. I, I turn on the mic. Uh, once again, my hands are shaking. My knees are weak. Like, it's that song, like, I get so weak in knees. Absolutely. That, that feeling right there, that's what it was. I go on air, and I don't even remember what I said. I know it was weather and, and time because that's what I told her that I was going to do. And I start shaking and sweating, and I turn off the mic when I'm done, and I just have to sit down because if not, I was going to hit the ground. You know, it was one of those moments. So I was going to hit the ground, and, and she right away, hotline in the in the radio uh in the radio stations obviously we can't have a phone that rings because you're on air and if you're if it's ringing you know you're gonna hear it on air if you're on air so we have a little light to flash it so we call it the hotline turn off the mic and there goes the hotline oh man then i started even shaking more and my heartbeat is racing and she there on the phone hello see si, diga me <laughs> She's like, mijo, that was great. Um, you sounded very good. Uh, go ahead, finish the rest of the shift and stay on air. Oh, my goodness. That was like, whoo, hallelujah. You know, when you hear that, that kind of reaction. And she's like, man, I didn't know that you sounded, you know, that, that you sounded that good. And, and mind you, I'll tell you, this was already, we're going on 20 years since this. And I know that I didn't sound that good. You know, you hear it now it's stuff that I have from back then. And it's like, wow. But it was good enough for her to give me that opportunity. And from there, I didn't stop. You know, I was on air every weekend. Then I realized I was like, okay, so I have to be able to market myself in order to move up in the radio station. No solamente, you know, just just talk, you know, it wasn't the only thing that I was going to be able to do. I need to, I needed to do more. So I start learning production. So I start producing stuff on my own commercials here and there. So I would record myself and produce it. And then I recorded a intro, una presentación así like when you go to the violas and and you hear the bands, y ahora en el escenario, you know, that kind of stuff. So I recorded one for Banda Machos because obviously they were my inspiration. Um, to this day, they're very good friends. We created a very special relationship. Um, so I recorded an intro for them and I produced it and I had it in my hands, you know, and I was like, man, this is, I, I like this, you know, I started, like I said, I learned production because I knew that that was going to open more doors for me within radio. 
So a couple of months later, so I was hired. Okay, so so my internship started in April. My schooling started in February. So my internship in April, my graduation was in October. I was hired prior to um, my graduation. So I was hired as a part-timer, like I want to say August. Um, that's when I was hired and I graduated in October. So it was pretty cool. I was hired before even graduating my school, which was pretty cool as well. Um, so yeah, so it was just like a, a real cool thing, you know. So little by little, I started learning more and more production. And one day she says, Miguel, I need to talk to you. I need to ask you a couple of questions. And right when you hear that, you know, you're like, oh, man, what did I do? You know, you start thinking and it's like, but I didn't do anything, you know, pero that's how it went. You know, so she's like, hey, I just wanted to ask you if you knew how to do production. And I said, yes, absolutely. She's like, I've been asking around and everyone said you don't know how to do production. Guys, let me tell you this radio. It's sad to say, but. It's in in many cases, it's like a snake's pit, you know, they're trying to get an evitar, you know, that you go ahead and, and grow within, you know, that that radio station. But, hey, we find that everywhere we go. Right. But in radio station, it does exist as well. So people were saying, no, he doesn't know how to do production because at the end of the day, you know, they don't want the young kid to, to come over and take your job. I was that young, hungry kid that was out to take everyone's job. I was 21 and I was like, man, I'm getting this opportunity and I'm going to run with it. So she's like, well, I asked around. They say you didn't know. I said, well, listen, I actually have this on my I had it in my hand. How, how great is that? Huh? I had it in my hand. I had the CD of that intro that I did for Banda Machos that they actually used in Mexico in their concerts, which is pretty special. So I give her give it to her and I said, if you want to listen, this is some of the stuff that I've done. She pops it into the, the CD player. Yes, a CD player <laughs> pops it into the CD player. She starts listening to it. She's like, is that you? I say, yeah, that's me. Did you produce it? I say, yeah, I, I produce. I put everything together. She's like, well, that's pretty good. Okay, all right. So I, I might have something for you. Pasó maybe una semana, a week or two, and, and she was like, okay, so I was wondering if you were interested in joining the morning show as their producer. I was like, man, you know, here I am, okay? April, I'm an intern. August, I get hired to board up. Then let's say September, a month after I get hired as an on-air weekend DJ, And here I am a couple of months later, I'm going to form part of the number one morning show in Chicago. How cool is that, right? So I was like, yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, so this is what we're going to do in a couple of weeks. You're going to join the morning show. You're going to be producing. And, and it was cool because I would see these people and, and they were like, wow, you know, you see these guys, the morning show. And anytime you see the morning show hosts. It's pretty special because these guys are, you know, your top billing guys on the radio at the radio station. Right. So I was going to be part of that. So it was cool. You know, I was I was pretty excited about it. And I started working with them and being creative and producing jokes and producing all kinds of stuff for the morning show, which was pretty cool itself. And I was still doing um, my weekend shifts. So I was working seven days a week. 
I wasn't tired. Once again, I was a young kid. I wasn't tired, you know, but I was just gaining experience. Oh, man. Every day that I was there, I was learning something new. Whether it was in production, whether it was, you know, the on-air aspect of it, I, I befriended the engineer and I was in the engineering department learning what, you know, engineering did because, you know what, I wanted to learn every aspect of radio. So I was learning so much, you know, and it was just cool, you know, and, and little by little, things started changing. That morning show um, kept running, was number one. And then a couple of months later, she says, Miguel, I have an opportunity for you. I have the opportunity that you've been waiting for. It's a full time. I don't know if you're interested. She said, how much do you know of pop music, Spanish pop? And in my head, I'm like, I know absolutely nothing because I was focused 100%, always was focused 100% on uh, regional Mexican format. So para mí, it was like, no sé nada. I didn't know anything de Spanish pop. But what was my answer? Sí, sí, claro. Me encanta. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, okay, all right. I just want to know that you're interested. I said, yes. She never told me what it was until a couple of days later. She says, we're buying a new station. And this station, well, you know, we're, we're going to have you be the morning show host guys like think about this you know this is all happening in an amazing fast time you know it was it was just how everything moved but it was it was all my dedication because guys I'll tell you I was dedicated 100% so there it goes you know I you have she says you have to resign to uh, the station that you're at now, which is the regional Mexican one, so that you can work at the other one, which was still within the same company. And I was like, oh, absolutely, you know, let's do it. And and I had to leave the morning show over there because obviously I was going to do my own morning show. And <laughs> it was a pop station. So what does Miguel do when she tells me it's a pop station? On my way home, I'm listening to anything and everything I could possibly think of that was pop music. So I started studying pop music and, and trying to see who were the artists and, and what were the, the most popular songs at the time and all that good stuff. And I'll let you guys go for now. And the next episode, if you guys are still interested, we're going to go with uh, that second stage of my career. And it, I'll tell you guys, it was, it was one of the best times of my career. One of the best in my almost 20 years of broadcasting was that second stage of my career. So I want to share with that with you guys. And if you like this, what you're hearing now, I would absolutely love if you could definitely go ahead and subscribe, share it with your friends. I, I would greatly appreciate that because, like I said, this is something that I've been wanting to do for the past, I don't know, good three, four years. And I promise you guys, it won't be all my life story, but a lot will be. I definitely have a lot to share with you guys, but I also want to talk about different things that go on in our lives and, and obviously inspire and obviously cotorrear, uh, joke around. We're, we're going to do a little bit of everything on this, on this podcast. So I definitely would, like I said, I would definitely appreciate you guys. 
if you can go ahead and subscribe, share away, do all that good stuff, all right? So if you want to follow me on social media, very easy, Miguelon Chicago, Facebook, Miguelon Chicago on Instagram. That's where I'm at. All right, guys, so for now, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Next episode is going to be my second stage of my radio career. I hope you guys stick around. Hey guys, thanks for listening once again. Thank you so much for being here as well. Greatly appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you for subscribing. If you have not done so, get the hype it on to do it right now. Go ahead, subscribe. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as Miguel on Chicago. Cuídense mucho. Until next time.